0: I'm going to speak about the shepherds this evening, uh, and it's a, I believe there is no more perfect story for Christmas Eve than the story of the shepherds, uh, and that is because, really, the shepherds represent us. They represent humanity, uh, especially before we found Christ, and so you see the heart of God exhibited in the story of the shepherds. It is the perfect story for Christmas Eve. And so the shepherds now take center stage in this part of the birth of Jesus Christ. The shepherds were not looked at in a kindly manner uh, in Jewish society. We often breeze over this story uh, in a superficial way, but the reality is it is a very big deal. And by the way, I want to commend baby Jesus for listening so well. Let's give him a hand. Uh, And so the story is told by the great historian Luke uh, And Luke is one of the greatest historians in the history of the world And he will personally interview Mary Everything that you read in Luke is in a first person story Given to Luke by Mary So if you look at Luke chapter 2 verse 8 And hopefully it will be on the board The Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those... On whom his favor rests. Let me stop there momentarily. You know, the world often says, Well, what kind of Lord uh, is Jesus? They said there would be peace on earth. No, R- listen carefully. Not peace on earth to everyone, peace on earth to men of goodwill, men who have accepted Christ. It is in the acceptance of Christ that peace resides in your heart. Without Christ, you will never find peace. Continuing on, verse 15, And so when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were absolutely amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And you can bet that Mary told Luke, I pondered and considered these things in my heart my whole life. And so we know that they were tending the flocks at night doing their normal duty uh, as shepherds when an angel of the Lord comes to them and announces the birth of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us they were terrified. And the reason they were terrified is that whenever angels appeared in Scripture, they were enormous human beings. We did the best we could with the angels we have here today. And they're the tallest people in the church. So we thank them. But I want you to realize what it had to be like that night when they're out in the fields and these enormous beings come to see them. And every time angels come in Scripture, they terrify human beings. We can imagine what that had to be like to be out in the fields and suddenly have these enormous beings appear to us. They were and are imposing creatures. Uh, and, And so it was with these shepherds. What is so fascinating to me, you see, is the message delivered by the angel. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news directly from God directly from the king. They were fearful because they were looked down upon by Jewish society. They were looked down upon by the religious elites, by the religious leaders, by the Pharisees. They were convinced that if God came and gave them a specific message, it could not have been a good thing. Nobody liked them. They weren't respected. About the only people lower than the angels were the lepers. This is hard to believe in this society where we've grown up looking at the, at the shepherds in this glorious way. Well, that's not the way it was on that night 2100 years ago. Now, let's examine, please, the life of these shepherds as a people group. The best way to think about this group of people in the eyes of the ancient Jews were that they had two classes of people, clean and unclean. That was it. Society was very simple. The the Jews looked at that clean and unclean based on the food you ate, the job you had, and whether you came into contact with animals. Rule after rule after rule considered the fact if that's what you did, you were either clean or unclean and either worthy or unworthy in the eyes of God. Now, when you're unclean, as the shepherds were, you cannot go to the temple. You cannot participate in sacrifice. You cannot worship. You cannot hear the reading of the scriptures. The holy days are meant to be celebrated in the temple and you are not allowed in. All this means is that for these people, they had no spiritual life. They were unclean in every way in the Jewish law. Meanwhile, And this is the irony. They are guarding the very animals that precluded them from going into the temple. They are guarding the very sacrificial animals that will be used by the religious elite. And yet, they are guarding them and choosing them. They had no civil rights. They could not testify in court, there was a Jewish law that said, in effect, that if a shepherd fell into a ditch, you had no obligation to pull him out. Can you imagine how these people had to live? They were in every way a despised class, they were considered to be thieves and untrustworthy. When you begin to understand uh, their actual jobs, they were responsible to tend the temple flock. They had to look for the firstborn male. God is using, you see, their earthly job to mirror the spiritual significance of this story to us today. The shepherds who guarded the sacrificial lamb, who themselves were determined to be unclean by society, looked for the firstborn male in order to have the perfect sacrifice in the temple notice notice to whom the angels go first to share the greatest news that the world would ever receive notice the shepherds instead of parading into Jerusalem and marching down the streets of Jerusalem instead of walking into the temple, instead of going to the high priest, to going to the religious elite. No, God doesn't do that. God instead goes to the shepherds. He goes directly to the shepherds, the lowest of the low, and delivers the greatest message that the world would ever hear. This, you see, is a graphic picture of the heart of God. And if you're here tonight, I want you to understand this. This is your God. This is how much God loves you. He came to save the lowly and the outcast. He didn't come for those who viewed themselves as high and mighty. In this picture, we are reminded that Jesus came exactly for people like the shepherds, us. The shepherds were not the religious elite. They were not the politically savvy. They were not the rulers of the people. Uh, They become a very metaphor for the kind of people we are without Christ. Jesus came to save those who recognized they were lost and needed a savior. Us today. And so the angels came to the shepherds, people who were doing what they did every single day of their lives, every day and every night. People going through the very routines of their lives, uh, people living ordinary lives. The birth of the child this night is about God coming to us in our everyday lives, intersecting us here in this world and saying to us, Do not be afraid. I proclaim to you the good news that I love you. I don't care where you were. I don't care what you've done. I care about the fact that I've sent my son to die for you. You know, the Apostle Paul understood this so well uh, and wrote about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, where he said, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were, when you were called, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to share, to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things Of the world and things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before the throne of God. I don't care where you've been, I don't care what you've done, I want you to know this night that God sees you and is ready to receive you as his his child. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as a free gift, and you will be forever in the hand of God. And you will one day stand by the throne of God. Why start the Jesus story with shepherds? Because this message of Jesus, you see, is for everyone. It wasn't for the religious elite. It wasn't for the Pharisees who felt they didn't need a savior. It was for those people who were despised and lowly and rejected and at the bottom of the food chain. The message for you today, and I want you to hear this very clearly, is that you are not too low, too insignificant, or too forgotten by God because he loves you. Recognize that today is the time of your redemption. God would go to the low. He would go to the forgotten. He would go to the sick to prove that's how great a a God he is. Look what Jesus said As he started his ministry, as he repeated the words of Isaiah uttered 700 years before, as Jesus walks into the synagogue and picks up the scroll that applied to that very day. Can you imagine how God put this all together? And he picks up the scroll, and he reads the following uh, that's contained in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Is that a dramatic enough moment for you? The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That's your Lord Jesus. As he read the prophetic words of Isaiah uttered 700 years before. That's why he came, to pick up the oppressed, to deliver us from sin, to deliver those who are spiritually blind and spiritually lame. That's why he is our Lord And so when you understand this and see what this is all about, you recognize how great this night is and why the shepherds is such a perfect picture of humanity and why this should be burnished in your mind as you walk out of the church and remember this for the rest of the year and deliver this message to the lost as well. And so we continue as we read this. The shepherds were besides themselves that God would honor them with this message. Look at Luke 2, verse Fifteen, And then when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now, here's what you don't remember or may not know. While this is going on, the wise men have traveled 800 miles from Persia to come and worship the king. They had come out of the school of Daniel. Uh, five, six hundred years before, and they had been taught to read the stars and to be prepared for the coming birth of Christ. And we know that the angel Gabriel gave a, a, a story to Daniel that predicted precisely when Jesus would be born. And so they did that. They were ready. They were there. And so they travel 800 miles. And so what do they do? They go to the temple. They go to see the king. They go to see the religious leaders. And they said, where is the king of Bethlehem where is the king of Israel to be born and Herod didn't want to hear this and so he turns to the, to the religious leaders and says well where where is this thing going to be and here's the thing they knew exactly where it would be you see they opened the scriptures and said yes here's where it is it's in Bethlehem where's that it's just six miles down the road six miles down the road, just go out, turn right, and go straight. You'll run right into it. And here's the sad thing. They themselves never went because they didn't need a Savior. Do you understand? They were absolutely completely full of themselves. They didn't need the Lord. They were full of religion. And so continuing on, Uh, with the passage here in verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, that is the shepherds, and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Why were they amazed? Because the shepherds were never missionaries. You understand? The shepherds were never evangelists. Something miraculous happened that night that would change them forever. They were changed by the Spirit of God and by seeing Jesus come to this world as Messiah. Yes, they went and told the story. They couldn't be contained in that's what happens to us when we receive Jesus? You can't keep it in your heart. That's why you bubble up and you tell everyone about what Jesus means to you and what you need to do when you leave here this evening in this church. And so, what happened here in verse 18, and all who heard it from the shepherds were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you come face to face with Jesus. Your life is changed. You will never be the same. Uh, And so when you need a Savior and suddenly your life is changed forever and you receive eternal life, you can never be the same. And that is why you go out into the world and tell the world what's happened. Uh, Their joy would be overflowing in praise to God. And they were compelled, you see, compelled to tell the story of Jesus. Effectively, this is the essence of Christmas. This is what Christmas is is about. Here's the point. We can't be Mary. Mary was chosen by God. We might have some qualities of Mary, but we can never be Mary. We can't be Joseph. Yes, we might have some qualities of Joseph, but Joseph was called for a specific job, which he fulfilled majestically. But we can be the shepherds. We can be those who are called out of our lost status, who accept Christ and will be changed forever and will go and tell the world this incredible story. Yes, peace on earth to men of goodwill. Now understand the significance, really, of what God had done that night. These unclean men guarded the temple flock. They watched for the firstborn male. Uh, Therefore, the shepherds who guarded the sacrificial lambs were the first to greet The sacrificial lamb of God. And they could not be contained. And look at Luke chapter 2, verse 17. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the angel's story were astonished. You see, Israel was waiting for the Messiah. Yes, the religious elites knew where Jesus would be, but they weren't interested in traveling down the six-mile road. But the shepherds, the outcasts, the lowly, the bottom of the food chain did, and their lives were changed forever. And so no one tonight, no one is too far away from God to come to Jesus. And I want you to focus in on it. These shepherds were not considered worthy from God. For God, they were not. Society had rejected them. They were excluded from temple worship. They could not do the rituals. They could not do the sacrifices. They could not hear the scripture being read. They were cut out in every way. And So even though the culture deemed them unfit, uh, they chose the shepherds first. God chose them to be the recipients of this incredible message. And so here's the truth. The truth is that God loves us even while we have no intention of following him. Right now, even in your adverse position, even as you may not have accepted God, he still loves you. And he wants to give you every chance to come to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. You see, the shepherds were given an invitation to go and see For themselves, and they went and they saw and they were changed forever. Look, the shepherds could have stayed where they were. They were busy guys. They didn't have time to fool around. They didn't form a committee. Let's see what we should do. Let's take a vote. No, they didn't do any of that. They said immediately, Let us go and see. Let us go and see. And that's what God wants you to do tonight. He wants you to go and see. And so many people confuse this invitation in the scripture. They pursue religion. They pursue religious activity instead of the personal relationship of Jesus Christ. Well, let me make it very simple to you. God is not interested in religion. You understand? God is not interested in religiosity. Religion will never give you the life that we long for. It is only the personal relationship of Jesus Christ accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And so we're all invited to come and see for ourselves. Jesus changes everyone who comes. He changed the shepherds forever who went through that society and talked about the Messiah and and stunned the people, because they knew who Jesus was. The, G- the shepherds were changed men because of Jesus Christ. Uh, the shepherds who were not known for their spirituality, yet here they are talking about God and the Messiah. Uh, and so we become changed people when we come face to face with Jesus. Paul wrote about this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. The relationship changes us forever. This is why the shepherds give us such great hope on this evening. And it gives hope to those who are farthest away, those who are rejected by society. This is the message of love and hope on Christmas Eve for every one of you who believe in Jesus Christ. Your life can be changed forever this evening. And so the message of the shepherds ought to resonate with so many people this evening. How many of us have been left out in society How many of us have been rejected? How many of us cannot consider ourselves part of a religious elite? How many of us are embarrassed about things in our life, things that we did, things that we said? And here we see that God does not care about your status. God does not care about what you did. All God cares about is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And forevermore, God will see you as holy through the filtering lens of Jesus Christ. And so here we are at the greatest announcement in the history of the world, delivered to the lowest of the low, the very bottom of the food chain. Jesus and God did not do it in Jerusalem. He did not do it at the temple. He did not do it with the religious elite. They cared so little about God that even though they knew where Jesus was going to be born, they would not travel the six miles down the road from Jerusalem. And so you see, God looks at the heart. Religiosity means nothing to God. God looks at your heart to see if you've truly accepted Christ, if you've truly believed in him. And so don't let another day go by without making this decision for Jesus Christ. And you can do it this evening. I know that there are folks here tonight who are hurting, who are broken, uh, who've had broken relationships in their life. I know that, lo- that life may not be working out for a lot of you. Uh, and this message proves that God loves you. Don't think that God has rejected you. He has not. He loves you and he cares about you. The the key tonight's message, the key to tonight's message is accepting Jesus Christ as the free gift from God. You can change it all tonight. In one simple way, when you hear this message and you say, Yes, Lord, I'm not going to live my life the way I did it before. I'm going to change the way I'm going. I'm going to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I invite you to make this prayer tonight to yourself. And what I want you to say is the following Lord, I am lost. I am a sinner. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. And will follow you for the rest of my life. If you've made that prayer tonight, you're saved. God sees you and adopts you as a son. And you will be with God forever in, in heaven. And he will hold you in his hand. And no power, no principality, nothing can ever take you out of his hand. And so if you made that silent prayer tonight, this will be the first day of your new life. You will be like the shepherds. God will now hold you in his hand. He will be with you. When you get up in the morning, you're not in a pinball machine. Now you're in the perfect will of God who will follow you and take care of you for the rest of your life. And so church, here's the thing. This has been a magnificent service. My heart has been lifted so greatly. We have heard great music and great words. But if all you do is come and be entertained, then this is all for naught. We don't do this to entertain. We do it to bring the word of God to your heart. I want this message to resonate with you tonight. I want you to remember what took place 2,100 years ago. Don't let another day or an hour go by without making this decision. And so if you've made that prayer tonight, if you've done this, I want you to know that God is going to seal you. And I want you to be able to talk to me afterwards or talk to one of my prayer team who will be up here uh, at the conclusion of the service and you can talk to them and they will pray for you in every way. Look, the story of the shepherds will resonate forever. The fact that God came to this world, intercepted this world with his son and brought his son here so that we, a depraved humanity, full of evil, would be saved forever. Don't let another night go by. Amen, church. Amen. Amen.